Chapter Eight of the Spirit of Bambatse by H. Ryder Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Bambatse. Nearly four months had gone by when, at length, the wagon with which were Mr. Clifford, Benita, and Jacob Mayer camped one night within the country of the Molimo of Bambatse, whose name was Mambo, or perhaps that was his title, since, according to Tamas's son, every chief in succession was called mambo though not all of them were mulimos or representatives and prophets of god or the great spirit whom they knew as munwali thus sometimes the mulimo or priest of munwali and the mambo or chief were different persons for instance he said that he tamas would be mambo on his father's death but no visions were given to him therefore as yet at any rate he was not called to be mulimo in the course of this long journey they had met with many adventures such as were common to african travellers before the days of railroads adventures with wild beasts and native tribes adventures with swollen rivers also and one that was worse was thirst since for three days owing to the failure of a pit or pan where they expected to find water they were obliged to go without drink still none of these were very serious nor had any of the three of them ever been in better health than they were at this moment for by good luck they had escaped all fever indeed their rough wild life had agreed with benita extraordinarily well so well that any who had known her in the streets of london would have scarcely recognised her as the sunburnt active and well-formed young woman who sat that night by the camp-fire all the horses they had brought with them had been sold except some which had died and three that were salted or proof against the deadly horse sickness which they took on with them their own servants also had been sent back to roy Krantz in charge of a scotch cart laden with ivory purchased from boar hunters who had brought it down from the north of the transvaal therefore for this was part of the bargain the three makalanga were now their only attendants who drove and herded the cattle while benita cooked the food which the two white men shot or sometimes bought from natives for days they had been passing through a country that was practically deserted having crossed a high neck the same on which robert seymour had left his wagon they were camped in low land which as they could see by the remains of walls that appeared everywhere had once been extensively enclosed and cultivated to their right was a rising mountainous ground beyond which said the makalanga ran the zambezi and in front of them not more than ten miles away a great isolated hill none other than the place that they had journeyed so far to reach bambatse round which flowed the great river indeed thither one of the three makalanga he who was named hoba had gone on to announce their approach they had outspanned amongst ruins most of them circular in shape and benita studying them in the bright moonlight guessed that once these had been houses that place now so solitary hundreds or thousands of years ago was undoubtedly the home of a great population thousands rather than hundreds she thought since close at hand in the middle of one of those round houses grew a mighty baobab tree that could not have seen less than ten or fifteen centuries since the seed when it sprang pierced the cement floor which was still visible about its giant bowl 
tamas the molimo's son saw her studying these evidences of antiquity and approaching saluted her lady he said in his own language which by now she spoke very well lady and he waved his hand with a fine gesture behold the city of my people how do you know that it was their city she asked i do not know lady stones cannot speak the spirits are silent and we have forgotten still i think so and our fathers have told us that but six or eight generations ago many folk lived here though it was not they who built these walls even fifty years ago there were many but now the matabili have killed them and we are few to-morrow you will see how few come here and look and he led her through the entrance of a square cattle kraal which stood close by within were tufts of rank grass and a few bushes and amongst these scores of skulls and other bones the matabili killed these in the time of masilikatse he said now do you wonder that we who remain fear the matabili and desire guns to defend ourselves from them even if we must sell our secrets in order to buy those guns who have no money to pay for them no she answered looking at the tall dignified man into whose souls the irons of fear and slavery had burnt so deep no i do not wonder next morning at daybreak they trekked on always through these evidences of dead forgotten peoples they had not more than ten miles to cover to reach their long journey's end but the road if so it could be called ran uphill and the oxen whereof only fourteen were now left to drag the heavy-laden wagon were thin and footsore so that their progress was very slow indeed it was past midday when at length they began to enter what by apology might be called the town of bambazze when we go away from this it will have to be by water i think unless we can buy trek cattle said Mayer, looking at the labouring oxen with a doubtful eye why asked mr clifford anxiously because several of those beasts have been bitten by tsetse fly like my horse and the poison is beginning to work i thought so last night but now i am sure look at their eyes it was down in that bit of bush felt eight days ago i said that we ought not to camp there at this moment they came to the crest of the ridge and on its further side saw the wonderful ruins of bambatse close at hand in front of them stood a hill jutting out as it were into the broad waters of the zambezi river which to a great extent protected it upon three sides the fourth that opposite to them except at one place where a kind of natural causeway led into the town was also defended by nature since here for more than fifty feet in height the granite rock of the base of the hill rose sheer and unclimbable on the mount itself that in all may have covered eight or ten acres of ground and surrounded by a deep donga or ditch were three rings of fortifications set one above the other mighty walls which it was evident had been built by no modern hand looking at them benita could well understand how it came about that the poor fugitive portuguese had chosen this as their last place of refuge and were overcome at length not by the thousands of savages who followed and surrounded them but by hunger indeed the place seemed impregnable to any force that was not armed with siege guns on the hither side of this natural fosse which doubtless in ancient times had been filled with water led from the zambezi 
stood the village of the Bambazzi Macalanga, a collection of seventy or eighty wretched huts, round like those of their forefathers, but built of mud and thatch. About them lay the gardens or square fields that were well cultivated, and at this season rich with ripening corn. Benita, however, could see no cattle, and concluded, therefore, that these must be kept on the hill for safety and within its walls. Down the rough road they lumbered, and through the village where the few women and children stared at them in a frightened way. Then they came to the causeway, which, on its further side, was blocked with thorns and rough stones taken from the ruins. While they waited for these to be removed by some men who now appeared, Benita looked at the massive circular wall, still thirty or forty feet in height, by perhaps twenty through its base, built of granite blocks without mortar, and ornamented with quaint patterns of other coloured stones. In its thickness she could see grooves, where evidently had once been portcullises, but these had disappeared long ago. "'It is a wonderful place,' she said to her father. "'I'm glad that I came. Have you been all over it?' "'No, only between the first and second walls, and once between the second and third. The old temple, or whatever it is, is on the top, and into that they would never admit us. It is there that the treasure lies.' "'That the treasure is supposed to lie?' she answered with a smile. "'But, father, what guarantee have you that they will do so now? Perhaps they will take the guns and show us the door, or rather the gate.' "'Your daughter is right. There is none, and before a box is taken off the wagon we must get one,' said Maya. "'Oh, I know it is risky, and it would have been better to make sure first, but it is too late to talk of that now. Look, the stones are cleared. Trek on, trek!' The long wagon-whip cracked, the poor, tired-out oxen strained at the yokes, and on they went, through the entrance of that fateful fortress, that was but just wide enough to admit them. Inside lay a great open space, which, as they could see from the numerous ruins, had once been filled with buildings, that now were half-hidden by grass, trees, and creepers. This was the outer ring of the temple, where in ancient days the priests and captains had their home. Travelling across it for perhaps a hundred and fifty yards, they came near the second wall, which was like the first, only not quite so solid, and saw that on a stretch of beaten ground, and seated in the shadow, for the day was hot, the people of Bambatse were gathered to greet them. When within fifty yards they dismounted from the horses, which were left with the wagon in the charge of the Makalanga Tamala, then benita taking her position between her father and jacob meyer they advanced towards the ring of natives of whom there may have been nearly two hundred all of them adult men as they came except one figure who remained seated with his back against the wall the human circle stood up as a token of respect and benita saw that they were of the same stamp as the messengers tall and good-looking with melancholy eyes and a cowed expression wearing the appearance of people who from day to day live in dread of slavery and death opposite to them was a break in the circle through which tamas led them and as they crossed it benita felt that all those people were staring at her with their sad eyes a few paces from where the man crouched against the wall his head hidden by a beautifully worked blanket that was thrown over it were placed three well-carved stools 
upon these at a motion from tamas they sat themselves down and as it was not dignified for them to speak first remained silent be patient and forgive said tamas at length my father mambo prays to the munwali and the spirits of his fathers that this coming of yours may be fortunate and that a vision of those things that are to be may descend upon him benita feeling nearly two hundred pairs of eyes concentrated upon her wished that the vision might come quickly but after a minute or two fell into tune with the thing and almost enjoyed this strange experience those mighty ancient walls built by hands unknown which had seen so much history and so much death the silent triple ring of patient solemn men the last descendants of a cultured race the crouching figure hidden beneath the blanket who imagined himself to be communing with his god it was all very strange very well worth the seeing to one who had wearied of the monotony of civilization. look the man stirred and threw back his blanket revealing a head white with age a spiritual ascetic face so thin that every bone showed in it and dark eyes which stared upwards unseeingly like those of a person in a trance thrice he sighed while his tribesmen watched him then he let his eyes fall upon the three white people seated in front of him first he looked at mr clifford and his face grew troubled then at jacob meyer and it was anxious and alarmed lastly he stared at benita and while he did so the dark eyes became calm and happy white maiden he said in a soft low voice for you at least i have good tidings though death come near to you though you see him on your right hand and your left and in front of you and behind you i say fear not hear you who have known deep sorrow shall find happiness and rest o maiden with whom goes the spirit of one pure and fair as you who died so long ago then while benita wondered at his words spoken with such sweet earnestness that although she believed nothing of them they brought a kind of comfort to her he looked once more at her father and jacob meyer and as it were with an effort was silent have you no pleasant prophecy for me old friend said jacob who have come so far to hear it at once the aged face grew inscrutable all expression vanished behind a hundred wrinkles and he answered none white man none that i am charged to deliver search the skies for yourself you who are so wise and read them if you can lords he went on in another voice i greet you in the name and presence of my children son tamas i greet you also you have done your mission well listen now you are weary and would rest and eat still bear with me for i have a word to say look behind you you see all my tribe not twenty times ten above the age of boys we who once were countless as the leaves on yonder trees in spring why are we dead because of the amandabili those fierce dogs whom two generations ago mosilikatse the general of shaka brought up to the south of us 
who ravish us and kill us year by year. We are not warlike, we who have outlived war and the lust of slaying. We are men of peace who desire to cultivate the land and to follow our arts which have descended to us from our forefathers and to worship the heavens above us whither we depart to join the spirits of our forefathers but they are fierce and strong and savage and they come up and murder our children and old people and take away the young women and the maidens to be slaves and with them all our cattle where are our cattle loengula chief of the amandabili has them scarce a cow is left to give milk to the sick or the motherless babe and yet he sends for cattle tribute say his messengers deliver tribute or my impi will come and take it with your lives but we have no cattle all are gone we have nothing left to us but this ancient mountain and the works built thereon and a little corn on which we live yes i say it i the molimo whose ancestors were great kings i who have still more wisdom in me than all the hosts of the amandabili and as he spoke the old man's grey head sank upon his breast and the tears ran down his withered cheeks while his people answered bambo it is true now listen again he went on lomengula threatens us therefore i sent to these white men who were here before saying that if they would bring me a hundred guns and powder and ball to enable us to beat off the amandabili from behind these strong walls of ours i would take them into the secret holy place where for six generations no white man has set a foot and there suffer them to search for the treasure which is hid therein no man knows where that treasure which they ask leave to find four winters gone we refused it then and drove them hence because of the curse laid upon us by the white maid who died the last of the portuguese who foretold her people's fate for us if we gave up the buried gold save to one appointed my children the spirit of bambatse has visited me i have seen her and others have seen her and in my sleep she said to me suffer the men to come and search for with them is one of the blood to whom my people's wealth is given and great is your danger for many spears draw nigh my children i sent my son and other messengers on a far journey to where i knew the men dwelt and they have returned after many months bringing those men with them bringing with them also another of whom i know nothing yes her who is appointed her of whom the spirit spoke then he lifted his withered hand and held it towards benita saying i tell you that yonder she sits for whom the generations have waited it is so answered the makalanga it is the white lady come again to take her own friends asked the molimo while they wondered at his strange speech tell me have you brought the guns surely answered mr clifford they are there in the wagon every one of them the best that can be made and with them ten thousand cartridges bought at a great cost we have fulfilled our share of the bargain 
now will you fulfil yours or shall we go away again with the guns and leave you to meet the matabili with your assegais say you the agreement while we listen answered the molimo good said mr clifford it is this that you shall find us food and shelter while we are with you that you shall lead us into the secret place at the head of the hill where the portuguese died and the gold is hidden that you shall allow us to search for that gold when and where we will that if we discover the gold or anything else of value to us you shall suffer us to take it away and assist us upon our journey either by giving us boats and manning them to travel down the zambesi or in whatever fashion may be most easy that you shall permit none to hurt molest or annoy us during our sojourn among you is that our contract not quite all of it said the molimo there is this to add first that you shall teach us how to use the guns secondly that you shall search for and find the treasure if so it is appointed without our help since in this matter it is not lawful for us to meddle thirdly that if the amanda Bili should chance to attack us while you are here you shall do your best to assist us against their power do you then expect attack asked mayer suspiciously white man we always expect attack is it a bargain yes answered mr clifford and jacob mayer in one voice the latter adding the guns and the cartridges are yours lead us now to the hidden place we have fulfilled our part we trust to the honour of you and all your people to fulfil yours white maiden asked the molimo addressing benita do you also say that it is a bargain what my father says i say good said the molimo then in the presence of my people and in the name of the monwali i mambo who am his prophet declare that it is so agreed between us and may the vengeance of the heavens fall upon those who break our pact let the oxen of the white men be outspanned their horses fed their wagon unloaded that we may count the guns let food be brought into the guest-house also and after they have eaten i who alone of all of you have ever entered it will lead them to the holy place that there they may begin to search for that which the white men desire from age to age to find it if they can if not to depart satisfied and at peace end of chapter eight